At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Tunnel Under the Well by Frederick Pollell. The Tunnel Under the World. On the morning of June 15th, Guy Bernhard woke up screaming out of a dream. More real than any dream he had ever had in his life. He could still hear and feel the sharp, ripping metal explosion, a violent heat that had tossed him furiously out of bed, a searing wave of heat. He sat up convulsively and stared out, believing what he saw, a quiet room and the bright sunlight coming in the window. He quote, Mary? His wife was not in the bed next to him. The covers had trumbled. Array, as though she had left it, and the memory of the dream was so strong and distinctly, he found himself searching the floor to see if the dream explosion had thrown her down. She wasn't there, of course she wasn't, he told himself, looking at the familiar vanity, the slip of chair, the uncracked window, the unbuckled wall, it had been a dream. Guy, his wife, was calling him curiously from the foot of the stairs. Guy, dear, are you right? He called wearily, sure. There's a pause. Then Mary said doubtfully, Breakfast is ready. Are we sure you're all right? I thought I heard you yelling. Beckhart said more confidently, I had a bad dream, honey. Be right down. In shower, punching the little womb in cologne he favoured. He told himself he'd been a boot of a dream. Still, bad dreams wasn't unusual, especially bad dreams about explosions. First thirty years of H-bomb jitters. Who had not dreamed of explosions? He married dreamed of them, turned out, for he started to tell her about the dream. But she cut him off. You did? A voice was astonished. Why, dear? I dreamed the same thing. Almost the same thing. I didn't actually hear anything. A dream was something woke me up. There was a sort of quick bang and something hit me on the head. That was all. Was yours like that? Backhard coughed. Well, no, he said. Mary was not there. Strong as a man, brave as a tiger woman. Not necessary, he thought, to tell her. All they would do there was a dream. Made it seem so real. So no need to mention the splintered ribs. The salt bubble in his throat, the agonized knowledge that, that he's deaf. That this was deaf, he said. Maybe there really was some kind of explosion downtown. Maybe we heard it and started us dreaming. Mary reached over and patted her his head absently. Maybe, she agreed. It's almost half past eight, dear. Shouldn't you hurry? Why don't you go? Don't you want to be late? You don't want to be late for, 
to the office. He got back to his food, kissed her, rushed out, not so much to be in time to see his guests had been right. But back, but downtown Tylerton looked as it always had, coming in on, in on the bus. Burkhart walked critically out the window, take, seeking evidence of explosion. There wasn't any. Anything Tylerton looked better than it ever had before. It was beautiful crisp day, the sky was crowdless, the buildings were clean and inviting. He observed steam blasted the power and light building. A town's only skyscraper was a penalty of having crypto chemicals main plant on the outskirts of town. Fumes and the cascade steels left their mark on stone buildings. Then the usual crowd went the bus. So there wasn't anyone back hard could ask about explosion. By the time he got out to the corner of Fifth and Lingai, the bus rolled its way with a muted diesel moan. He pretty well convinced himself it was all imagination. He stopped at a cigar stand in the Hobbit lobby of his office building, but Ralph wasn't behind the counter. The man had sold him a pack of cigarettes as a stranger. Where's Mrs. Stubbins? Brackard asked. The man said politely, Six, sir. Be in tomorrow. Pack a mile in today. Chesterfield's Brackard corrected. Certainly, sir, the man said. But he took for the rack, slid across the counter, was an unfamiliar green and yellow pack. Do try these, sir, he just said. They contain an anti-cough factor. Everyone notice how green, how ordinary cigarettes give, make you choke every once in a while? That card said suspiciously. I never heard of this brand. Of course not. There's something new, Brackard hesitated. Man said persuasively, Look, try them out at your my risk. If you don't like them, bring back the empty packet and I'll refund your money. Fair enough? Backard shrugged. How can I lose? But give me a pack of Chesterfield too, will you? He opened a pack and lit one while he waited for the elevator. It wasn't bad, he decided. They were suspicious of cigarettes had tobacco carefully treated in any way. We didn't think much of it. We were standing. He wouldn't raise hell with a trade at cigar stand if the man tried to give Every customer the same high-pressured sales talk. Edward, the door opened with low-pitched sound of music. Brackhard and two of the three others got in, and he nodded at them as the door closed, afraid of music, switched off, and the speaker and the ceilings of the cab began the usual commercials. No, not the usual commercials. Brackhard realised he'd been exposed to the captive audience commercials so long, he hardly registered on the outer ear anymore. There was coming from the Bocoda program in the basement building. Good attention. It wasn't merely the brands were most, it wasn't merely that the brands were mostly familiar. It was a difference in a the pattern. There were jingles in, for instance, bouncy rhythm about soft drinks you never tasted. There was a rapping patter dialogue between them sounding like two ten-year-old boys about candy bar. Followed by an authoritative race rumble. Go out and get a delicious chew bar. Took a bar. Eat your tangled chew bar bite. Oh, that's chewco bite. That was a subbing female wine. I wish I had a freckle freezer. So I'd do anything for a freckle freezer. Woke up, reached his floor, left the elevator in the middle of the last one. Left him a little uneasy. Commercial would look so familiar, not from the familiar brands. There was no use feeling or use and custom to them, but the office was not happily normal, except that Mr. Barnes was an in, Barf, Baraf, was an in, Mr. Birkin, 
yawning at the section desk. Didn't know what exactly what. Didn't know exactly why he's home. Phone. That's all. It'll be in tomorrow. Maybe he went to the plant. It's right near his house. She looked indifferent. Yeah. Thought struck Bernhardt. The day is June fifteenth. It's called a quarterly tax return day. It was he return. It is sign of turn. Miss Mitkin tried to indicate that a broken problem, not hers. He returned to her nails. Friday gets had to break. He broke hard when his desk. It wasn't that he couldn't sign the tax forms as well as breath. He thought reverently. He said maybe that it wasn't his job. That was all. His responsibility to RAF was the office manager to control all chemicals downtown office should have taken. He thought briefly, giving RAF, calling RAF at his home, for trying to catch him at the factory. He gave up the idea quickly enough. He didn't really care much for people at the factory, and less contact he had with them, the better. Business at the factory once with RAF, been a confusing in a way. Frightening experience, borrowing a handful of its executives and engineers with a soul in the factory. That is, that is Bernhardt corrected himself, remembering that Raff had told him not a living soul, just machines. Could Raff, each machine was controlled by a sort of computer, which produced it. Electrical snarl, as remember in mind of a human being. It was an unpleasant thought, Raff, laughing and assured him that no Frankenstein business of robbing graveyards and planting brains and machines. No matter, he said, of transporting a man's habit patterns from brain cells to vacuum tube cells. Didn't hurt the man. Doesn't take the machine. Doesn't make take the machine into a monster. That made Burkhardt uncomfortable all the same. You put Braff and the factory and all these other little generations out of his mind, tackled the tax returns, it took him to tune to verify the figures. While Braff could have done it out of his memory, private ledger in ten minutes, Berthardt resentfully reminded himself. He stealed them and then walked out, envelope and still walked out to Mrs. Minkin. Says, Mr. Ralph is here, we'd better go to lunch and shifts, he said. You can go first, thanks, Mrs. Minkin, locally. Took a bag out of the desk and drew and began to apply makeup. Burkhardt offered to hand the envelope. Drop this in the mail for me, will you? Oh, wait a minute. I wonder if I ought to phone Mr. Braff to make sure. Did you see his wife say whether he was able to take phone calls? Don't say, Mrs. Mokin. Mrs. Mokin blotted her lips carefully with Kleenex. Was his wife anyway? It was his daughter who called and left a message for the kid. Burkhardt frowned. I thought she was away at school. She called, that's all I know. Burkhardt went back to his own office and stared disfatefully at the open mail. His desk didn't like nightmares. They spoiled his whole day. He should have stayed in bed like a Funny thing happened on his way home. There was a servant at the corner where usually he caught his bus. Someone was screaming somewhere about a new kind of deep freeze. So he walked an extra block. He saw the bus coming and started to drop. He but some but some behind him some was calling his name. Little showed a small hurried man looking hurried looking man was hurrying between him. Burkhard hesitated and recognized him as casual acquaintance known called Swin Swanson. Burkhard slowly observed he had already missed the bus. He said hello, so his face was disturbingly eager. Burkhardt, he asked, inquiring with an old odd intensity. He just stood there silently, watching Brackard's face with burning eagerness and dwindled to faint hope and died to rabbit. 
searching for something, waiting for something. Berko thought that whatever it was he wanted, Berko didn't know how to supply it. Berko coughed and said again, Hello, Swanson. Swanson didn't know even acknowledge to greet him. He merely sighed a very deep sigh. Nothing doing, he mumbled. Panning to himself, he nodded abstractly to Burkhart and turned away. Burkhart watched his slumped shoulders disappear in the crowd. It was an odd sort of day, he thought, and the one he didn't like much like. Much like. Things aren't once. I'm going right. Very home on the next bus, he brooded about it. Was it anything serious or disastrous or something? Of his experience entirely. You live your life like a man and you born form a network of impressions and negative reactions. Inspectings. Things, when you open your medicine chest, you're raised, expected to be on the shelf and shelf. Lock your front door, expected to have give it a slight extra tug to make it latch. Isn't the things that are right that perfect your life that make it familiar? The things that are just a little bit wrong, the sticking latch, the light switch on the head of the stairs that needs an extra push before, because the spring is old and weak, the rug that unfamiliarly skids underfoot. It wasn't just that things were wrong, the pattern of Burkhardt's life, it was that the things were wrong. For instance, Burkhardt hadn't come into office, yet Burkhardt always comes in. Burkhardt brooded about it through dinner. He brooded about it despite his wife's attempt to interest him in a game of bridge. The neighbours, all through the evening, the neighbours were people we liked, Anna Furley Dunnerman. He had known them all their lives. They were odd and broody too. This night, he barely listened to Broke Denderman's complaints about not being able to get good phone service or his wife's comments discussing variety of television commercials they had these days. Brackhart was well on his way to setting an all-time record for continuous abstraction when, throughout midnight, there was a suddenness that surprised him. He was strangely aware of its happening. He turned over his bed and quickly, completely fell asleep. On the morning of June 15th, Brackhart woke up screaming. In more real than any dream he ever had in his life, he could still hear the explosion, feel the blast that crushed him against the wall. It had been right that he should be sitting and bolt upright. What seemed right that he should be set, sitting up, bolt upright in the bed in the stud room. Well, came patting up the stairs. Darling, she cried, what's the matter? He mumbled, nothing, bad dream, she relaxed. And the hot, and then he returned, she started to say, you gave me quite such a shock. A noise from outside interrupted her. It's a whirl of sirens, a clang of bells, it's loud and shocking. Berkos stared at each other for a heartbeat and hurried fearfully to the window. There was no rumbling of fire engines in the street, only a small panel truck cruising slowly along, flaring. Burial speaker horns crowned its top. They issued a screaming sound of sirens, glowing intensity, mixed with rumble of heavy duty engines and sound of bells. It was a perfect record of fire engines, arriving of four alarm bellies. Burkhardt has said in Mason, Mary, what's against, that's against the law. Do you know what they're doing? They're playing records of fire. Where are they up? What are they up to? Maybe it's a practical joke, she offered. Joke, waking up the whole neighbourhood at six o'clock in the morning. She sh- he shook his head. The police will be here in ten minutes, he predicted. Wait and see. But the police weren't. No, in ten minutes, not at all. Whatever pranksters in the car were, they apparently had a police permit for the games. The police car took a position in the middle of the block. 
so silent for a few minutes. Then there was a crackle of speaker. A giant voice chanted, Fickle freezers, fickle freezers, come here. Go and get a home. Fickle freezer, fickle, 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 fickle. Went on, on, on. Every house on a block. A face is staring out the windows by then. Voice is not really loud. It's nearly deafening. Brackhart stood shouted wife at the rock roll. What the hell's a fickle freezer? Some kind of freezer, I guess, dear. She shrieked back health, uh, helpfully. Apparently the noise, apparently the noise stopped and the truck stood silent. Still misty morning, the stone rays came horizontally across the two stops. Impossible to believe that a moment ago, some block had been blurring the name of a freezer. Crazy advertising trick, Bernard said. Billy yawned and turned away from the mirror window. Might as well get dressed, I guess that's the end of... Bello caught him from behind. It was almost like a hard slap on the ears, a harsh, searing voice, loud and archangels trumpet out. Have you got a freezer? It thinks it isn't a freckle freezer. It thinks it's a freezer. Is it last year's freckle freezer? It stinks. Only this year's freckle freezer. Is any good to you at all? You know who owns an agent's freezer? Fairies of own fairies. You know who owns a triple coat freezer? Come his own triple coat freezer. Every freezer but a brand new. Fickle freezer stinks. A voice screamed in that rage. I'm warning you. Get out and buy a fickle freezer right away. Hurry, hurry up. Hurry up for fricky. Hurry up for fickle. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Fickle, 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 fickle. Doc continued eventfully. Ricard licked his lips. He started to say to his wife, maybe we ought to call the police about when speakers erupted again. Call him off guard. It intended to catch him off guard. He screamed. Freckle, 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 freckle. He freezes food in your food. You stick and grow throw up. You get sick and fall and die. By a freckle, 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 freckle. Every piece, ever, ever take a piece of metal out of the freezer. Got to see how frozen a moldy it is. Why a freckle, 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 freckle. Do you want something to eat rotten, stinking food? Or do you want to wise up and buy a freckle, freckle, freckle? He did it. Fingers, they kept stabbing the wrong holes. Back out. Finally, managed to dole the wrong local police station. Got a busy signal. It's apparent. It's not the only one. Same idea. And while he was shaking the darling again, the noise outside stopped. He looked at the window, the truck was gone. Bernard loosened his tie and ordered another frosty flip for the waiter. They if, if they wouldn't keep the clothes so hot, you paint job. Shearing reds and binding yellows. That's bad enough, but someone seemed to have the delusion. It's generally instead of June, the place had gone ten degrees warmer than outside. Swallow the frosty flips into two gulps. It was a kind of peculiar flavour, he thought, not, but not bad. Saying so he called him off, and the waiter had promised. He might himself to pick up a carton of them, away home. My, Mary might like them. He's always interested in something new. He stood up awkwardly, and as the girl came across the restaurant towards him, he was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen, Tylerton. Sin height, honey blonde hair, and a Figure that well, it was all hers. And no doubt in the world, that dress that clung to was the only things he wore. He felt as if he was blushing as he greeted, as he greeted him. Mr. Bernhardt, the voice said, like my, my distant tom drums. It's wonderful you did let me see you after this morning. Clear folk, no, 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 would you mind sit down, miss? 
It was Holmes, she murmured, sitting down beside him, not where he had pointed on the other side of the table. Call me April, won't you? You're wearing some kind of perfume, Brokart noted, as some of his mind was functioning a little of his mind was functioning all along. It doesn't seem fair that she should be using perfume as well if, as everything else. Came with a start, realised the waiter was leaving with all the Fritz Magron, the two. Hey, he directed. Please, Mr. Bogart, he said, her shoulders against his. Her face had turned to him. Her breath was warm, her expression was tender and sisterless. This is all the fickle comparison. Please let them, let them. It's the least they can do. He held it in her hand, burrowing into his pocket. I've got the price of the meal in your pocket, she whispered, conspiratorially. Please do that for me, won't you? I mean, I appreciate it. You pay the waiter. I'm old-fashioned about that, about things like that. She smiled mildly and become, they become business-like. But you must take the money, she insisted. Why are you letting Frickle laugh lightly? If you do, you should... Sue them for every nickel they got, disturbing your sleep like that. With a busy feeling, there's been seen someone like a rabbit. Disappeared into a top hat. He said, why? It wasn't really so bad. Uh, April, a little noisy, baby, but... Oh, Mr. Perkart, though your eyes are wide and admiring, I knew you'd understand. Just that, well, we've got such a wonderful freezer. Some the outside men get carried away, so, so to speak. As soon as the main office found out what happened, they sent their representatives ran to your every house to block to apologise. Your wife told us where we could phone you. I'm very pleased that you were willing to let me have lunch, have lunch with you. So I could apologise too. Because truly, Mr. Burkhart, it's a fine freezer. I shouldn't tell you all this, but blue eyes were slightly lowered. I do almost anything for freckle freezers. More than I done a job to me. She looked up. She was enchanting. I bet, I st- I bet you think I'm silly, don't you? Like I'll cough. Well, I oh, don't want to be unkind. She shook her head. No, don't pretend that you think it's silly. But really, Mr. Burkhart, you wouldn't think so. You knew how uh, more about Freckle. Let me show you this little booklet. Parker got back from lunch for a full hour late. It was an inner girl who delayed him. It had been a curious interview with a little man named Swanson, who barely knew who had stopped him with desperate urgency on the street, then left him cold. Didn't matter much, Mr. Barth. First time since Brackhart had worked here, was out for the day, Lee Brackhart stuck with the quarterly tax returns. What well, didn't matter, though, that, 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 that someone he signed for purchase order for 12 cubic foot cool freezer, upright model, self thrusting just right, this price $625, a 10% courtesy discount. It was a horrid affair this morning, Mr. Burkhart, she had said. He wasn't sure how he explained it to his wife. He didn't have worried. As he walked in the front door, his wife said almost immediately, I wonder if we can afford you freezer, dear. And he'd apologise that noise. And when we got to talking, and she had signed a purchase order too. Been and done this day. Burkhart thought later, he went up to bed. But the day wasn't 
done done for him yet. Ahead of the stairs, a weakened spring of electric light, which refused to flicker at all. Let it back and forth angrily, and of course, the only jarring of slimber out of its pins. Why, it's short, and every light in the house went out. Damn, said Guy Burkhardt. Fuse his way stroke sleepily. Let's go to, let it go to the morning, dear. Burkhardt shook his head. You go, you go back to bed. Oh, right, right along. It wasn't so much that he cared about fixing the fuse. Too restless asleep. Disconnected the bad light switch from the screwdriver. Over down into black kitchen. Through the flashlight and climbed gingerly down the stairs. Like a spare of fuse. Put an empty truck into the fuse box to stand on and twisted out the old fuse. When the new one was in, he heard a startling click and strode drone refrigerating the kitchen overhead. He headed back to the stairs and stopped. Where the old truck had been, the cellar floor gleamed oddly bright. He expected the flashlight beam with metal. Son of a gun, said Burkhardt. Shook his head unbelievably. He peered closer, rubbed the edges of a metallic patch. His thumb in a quiet, annoying count cut. The shadows were sharp. The stained cement floor of the ceiling. Within the he found a hammer and cracked it. Off a dozen spots. Everything was metal. The whole cellar was a couple box. Even the cement brick walls with false fronts over a metal sheath. Baffled, he tacked one of the fountain beams. There at least it was real wood. Glass in the cellar windows was real glass. He suckled his bleeding gum and tried to base the cellar stairs. Real wood. He chipped out of bricks unloyable. Real bricks of retaining walls, the floor. They were faint. As soon as though someone had shorn up the house with a frame of metal and laboriously concealed the evidence, as big as a prize of the upside down boat hole that blocked the rear hole, hole for the cellar, relic a brief home workshop period at Brackot, gone through a couple of years before, above it looked perfectly normal inside, though there should have been throats and seats and lockers, the mere tangled braces, rough and unfinished. I built that, Burkhardt exclaimed, getting his thumb. He leaned against the fall dizzily, trying to think this thing through. A reason beyond his comprehension. So I'm taking the boat. He said, well, maybe his whole house. Place him with a clever mock-up of the real thing. That's crazy, he said to the, to the empty cellar. Instead of an enlightened flash, he whispered, what in the name of heaven would anyone do that for? Reason for you to answer. There wasn't any reasonable answer. For long minutes, Packard contemplated the uncertain pitch of his own sanity. He peered for the boat again, and the boat again, hoping to assure himself that it was a mistake, that just imagine his imagination. The slopey, unfinished bracing was unchanged. He crawled under a, a bed for a better look, feeling the rough wood incredulously, utterly impossible. He switched off the flashlight instead to wiggle out. Started to wiggle out. He didn't make it. In a moment, between the command, his legs to move and the calling, he felt suddenly draining weakness flooding through him. Consciously went, not easily, but though being taken away, Guy Burkhardt was asleep. On the morning of June 16th, Guy Burkhardt woke up to cramped position, huddled under the fall of his boat in his basement, raced upstairs to find it was June 15th. 
First thing he's done was to make a frantic, hasty inspection of the developed hole, the fake cellar floor, the imitation stone. All as he had remembered them, all completely unbelievable. The kitchen was as placid and inciting itself. The electric shop was purring soberly round the doll. Electric clock was purring soberly round the doll. Almost six o'clock, it said. Wife would be waking at any moment. Bernhard flung open the front door and stared out in the quiet street. All papers tossed curiously against the step as he retrieved. He noticed that it was the 15th of June. That was impossible. Yesterday was the 15th of June. The date one would forget. It was courtly tax return day. He went into the hall and picked up the telephone. Dial for weather information. Got well modulated chant. Call her some weather showers. Barometric pressure thirty point zero four rising. Ninety six weather bureau forecast for June fifteenth. Warm and sunny. With high around. He hung the telephone up. June fifteenth. Holy heavens, Burkhart said, playfully. Things were very odd indeed. He heard the ring of his wife's alarm. Banned up the stairs. Miriam Burkhardt was sitting right in bed. Terrified and comprehending state. Someone who's just waking up out of nightmare. Oh, she grasped to her husband. Came to her husband came to the room. Darling, just a most terrible dream. Like explosion then. Again, Burkhardt asked. Not very sympathetically. Mary, something's funny. I knew there was something wrong all day. Yesterday and... Went on tell about the copper box that was sealing at cellar. I would mock up someone in made of his boat. Mary looked so astonished and alarmed, impassively and easy. She said, dear, are you sure? Because I was cleaning the old trunk out. Just a week, last week, I didn't notice anything. Positive, said Guy Burkhart. I dug it over the wall to step on it, to put a new fuse in after we blew the lights out. After we what? Mary looking more than merely alarmed. I'll be looking lights out, you know, when the switch at the head of the stairs struck. I went down the cellar and she very sat up the bed. Guy, the switch didn't stick. I turned out lights myself last night. But I got glad his wife. No, I know I didn't, you didn't. Come here and I'll take a look. He stalked out to the landing and dramatically pointed to the bed, bed switch. The thing that he had screwed and left hanging the night before. And it wasn't. It was, it was as it had always been. I believe he back up, pressed it. Light sprang up in both walls. Mary, looking pale and worried, let him go down to the kitchen and start breakfast. Berko suddenly staring at the switch for a long time. His mental process has gone before, beyond the point of disbelief and shock. His sentiment were not functioning. He shaved and dressed and ate his breakfast in a state of numb introspection. Mary didn't disturb him. She was apprehensive and snoozing. She kissed him goodbye, so he hurried out the bus without another word. Miss Mitkin, reception desk, greeted him with yawn. Morning, she said rapidly. Miss Above won't be in today. Bergo started to say something, but checked himself. She could know, should not know Bath wasn't in yesterday. Neither because she wasn't tearing a June 15th out of the calendar. Made way for a new June 15th sheet. He staggered again to his own desk and stared in seemingly at the morning mail. Not been opened yet, but he knew that the factory disappeared at a boat, containing an order for twenty files and feet, new acoustic towel, and one from one from Frederick Beck and Sons was a complaint. A long while he forced himself to open it them. They were, on lunchtime, driven by a sense of urgency, Blackheart made Miss Mitkin take a lunch. 
hour first. June fifteenth, that was yesterday. He had gone first. She went, looking vaguely worried about his strange insistence. It made no difference to Burkhardt's mood. Phone rang and Burkhardt picked up it abstractly. Control chemicals brought downtown Burkhardt speaking. Boy said, This is one son and stopped. Burkhardt waited abstractly. The work was all. He said, Hello? After the pause, then Swanson asked in sad resignation, Do nothing, eh? Nothing? What? That Simpson. There's something you want? You came up to me yesterday. Well, for this routine, you... Voice crackled. Burkhardt, oh, my good heavens, you remember. Stay right there. I'll be down in half an hour. What's this all about? Never mind, little man said suddenly. Tell you what about it when I see you. Don't say any more over the phone. Someone may be listening. Just wait here. Say on and out. Say hold on a minute. Will you... Will you be alone in the office? Well, no, Miss Milking will probably. Well, look, Burkhardt, where do you eat lunch? It's good and noisy. I suppose so. The Crystal Calf. Just about a block. I know where it is. Meet you half an hour. Receiver clicked. Crystal Calf was no longer painted red. The temperatures were still up. They added piping music interspersed with commercials. Advertisements were for Frosty Flip. Marley cigarettes, they sanitize, announce a purred, and something called chucker bite candy bars that Burko couldn't remember ever having heard of before. He'd heard more about them quickly enough. While he's waiting as one song to show up, a girl for the telephone skirt of a nightclub cigarette vendor came through the restaurant with a tray as tiny scarlet wraps candies. Take chucker bites a tangy. Murmuring as she came close to his behavior. Chicko bites a tangy then tangy then tangy. Back up, went to and watching for the stranger man who phoned him. Pay no attention, but she scattered a handful of conventions over the table next to his. Mine at the got points. He caught a glimpse of her and turned to stare. Why, Miss Horn, he said. The girl dropped a tray of candles. Back rose concerned over the girl. Something wrong, but she fled. The manager of the restaurant was staring suspiciously at Burkhardt, sat back in his seat and tried to look inconspicuous. He hadn't insulted the girl. Maybe she's just a little strictly weird young lady. He thought, in spite of her long bare legs and her telephone skirt, she, when he dressed her, she thought he was a smasher. Ridiculous idea, Burkhardt scowled uneasily and picked up his menu. Her heart, it was a shrill whisper. Bergo looked up at the table of his menu, started the seat across from him. A little man called Swanson was sitting, tensely poised. Bergo, little man whispered again, Let's get out of here. Let's, they're welcome to you now. If you want to stay alive, come on. The arguing man, Bergo, gave the hovering manager a sick, apologetic smile, followed Swanson out. The little man seemed to know where he was going. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Clutch broke out by the elbow, hurrying him off to put down the block. Did you see her? He demanded, the whole woman in the phone booth. This have she she'll have him in here in five minutes, believe me. So hurry up. The street was full of people and cars. Nobody was paying any attention to Burkhardt Swanson. The air was nipping it more like in October than June. Burkhardt thought, in spite of the weather broom, he was felt like a fool, throwing the little man man down the street, running away from some them towards some to what the little man might be crazy but he was afraid and feels infectious in here he panted the little man another restaurant more of a bar really a sort of second-rate place that burkhardt had never patronized right through straight through swanson whispered burkhardt like a biddable boy stepped side through the mass of tables to the far end of the restaurant the L shape was front of two streets at right angles to each other. They came out of the rough side street. Watson staring coldly back and there was a question looking cashier question looking cashier across to the opposite sidewalk. They were under the key of the movie theatre. Swanson expression began to relax. Lost on me crowded softly. Quite softly almost there. He stepped to the window and bought two tickets. Back up trailed into the theatre. It reached a matinee and the house was almost empty. The screen came sounds of scumfire and strolls folds. Soldier Usher, leaning against a bright brass rail, looked briefly at them and went back to staring boldly at the pictures. A stern led Burkhart down a flight of carpeted marbled steps. It was a lounge and it was empty. The day in the door of a man, one for ladies, there was a third door, Mark Manager, in gold letters. Once someone listened at the door and gently opened it and peered inside. Okay, he said to a stream back heart, followed him through an empty office to another door, a closet, probably because it was unmarked, but no closet. Ben and son opened it warily, looked inside and monitored Burkhart to follow. It was a tunnel, metal walled, brightly lit, empty, stretched vacantly back into both directions from them. Burkhart looked wandering around. One thing he knew and knew for well, no such tunnel belonged under Tunnelton. There's a room of tunnel woods, chairs, a desk that looked like television screens. Someone slumped in a chair, panting. We'll wait for a while here, he wheezed. A monk don't come here any more. They do. We hear them. We can hide. Who demanded Burkhart? The little man said, Mount. Martians, his voice cracked and welled. The word of life seemed to go out of him. Rose tones, he went on. Well, I think they're Martians. I know. Could, could be right, you know. But I need to have time to think it over. These last few weeks, after they got you, 
It's possible they're rushing after all still. Stop from the beginning. Who got me? When? So I was inside. So we have to go through the whole thing again. All right. About two months ago, you banged on my door late at night. You were all upbeat, scared silly. You begged me to help you. I did. And actually, you don't remember any of this. Listen, I understand. You're talking to Blue Street about being captured and threatened, way of being dead and coming back to life. All kinds of mixed up nonsense. I thought, well, you're crazy. But, well, I always have a lot of respect for you and begged me to hide you and have this dark room. You know, it looks from the inside only. Put lock on the on myself. So when you went in there, just so only hear me along on about midnight, thirty fifteen and twenty minutes, we passed out. Passed out. Foster nodded. Both of us is like we're being hit with a slurry bag. Look, doesn't that what doesn't that happen to you again last night? Guess it did. Barkhart stood shook his head uncertainly. Sure, and then all of a sudden we awake again. You said you're going to show me something funny. Ran and brought a paper, a date on it. It's June 15th. June 15th? That's okay. I mean, you got it, my friend. It was always today. It took time to penetrate, Buckhart said, wondering. You hid me out in the dark room for how many weeks? How could I tell you? Four or five, maybe a lost count. Every day that same, always 15th of June, always my lady, lady Miss Kiefler, is sweeping the front steps, always the same headline in the papers at the corner. It gets monotonous, friend. It broke her idea that Swanson despised it, but not went alone. He used the type where things went long. It's dangerous, he cried morally. Suppose someone come by, they spot us, and what have we got to lose? What some stroke? It's dangerous, said again. But he went along. Buckhart's idea was very simple. Sure, one thing. Tongues went somewhere. Martians or Russians, fantastic plot or crazy hallucination. Whatever was wrong, whatever was wrong with Tidoton was, was an explanation. The place took a, place took it for what it was, the end of the tunnel. It jogged along, it was more than a mile before they began to see an end. They were luck. At least one, no one came through the tunnel to spot them. As Swanson said, there was only certain hours. The tunnel seemed to be in use. Always the 15th of June. Why? Backcourt asked himself. Never mind of what, how and why. And fully asleep, completely involuntarily, ever in the same time, it seemed that not remembering, nor re- never remembering anything. Swanson said, how eagerly. So Burkhardt again, morning after Burkhardt had consciously waited five minutes, too many, before retreating in the dark room. And Swanson came, had to come to Burkhardt had gone. Swanson had seen, seen him in the front of that afternoon, the day at Burkhardt, and remembered nothing. Swanson had lived his, Swanson lived his life of existence for weeks, hiding in the work, work at night, stealing out a day by search of Burkhardt's in full, 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 pitiful help, squaring around the fringe of life, keep, trying to keep away from the deadly eyes on them. Then one of them was a girl named April Horn. By seeing her walk carelessly into the telephone booth, came out, come out. That's Watson. and fell in the tunnel. There was a man in the car standing broke off his building. There was more, at least a dozen. That's Watson knew or suspected. It was, it was easy enough to spot. Once you knew where to look, for they alone in Tyreton, changed their roles from day to day. Buckhart was on the 821 bus, every morning every day of June 15th, never different. 
where her colour hair movement made home with something gaudy and got a silicone skirt, always giving away candy or cigarettes, always plainly dressed, sometimes not even dressed up by Swanson at all. Russians, Martians, whatever they were, they could not, well, he could be hoping to gain his mad masquerade. Bervert knew the answer. Perhaps it lay beyond the door at the end of the tunnel. He listened carefully and listened, heard disturbed sounds. Distant sounds that could not quite out, be made out. And nothing seemed dangerous. He stepped through a low, a wide chamber. Up the side of steps, they found they were in Buckland. Well, Buckland recognised as a control row chemicals plant. And it was in nobody's sight it's itself. It was not as very odd. Organised factory, never been had many, many persons there, but I can't remember whose single visit. Endless, seamless business of the plant, valves open, closed, the vats emptied themselves, of grilled themselves, stirred, and cooked, and chemically tasted the building liquids and held inside themselves. The plant was never populated. It was never still now, only it was still. Step for the distant sounds, there's no breath of life in it. The captives are electric at mines, sending out no commands or toils and relays were at rest. Burkhart said, Come on, Swanson. But Lee followed him through the tangled sides, a stainless steel column and tanks. It looked as though they were the presence of dead, the way they were, but they were Tumatumatans. Once had run the factory if not corpses. Machines were controlled by computers, but not really computers at all. They joined the analogues of living brains. But if they turned off, were they not dead? We they each had other had been a human mind. Take a maestro petroleum chemist, tensely skilled in separation of crude oil interactions, choking down, probing his brain with searching electronic needles. Machine scans of patterns of mind translates it sees the charts and side waves. Press these same waves on a robot computer, and you have, a, you have your chemist, or a thousand copies of chemists, or if you wish, all his knowledge and skill, no human limitations at all. Put a dozen copies of him in a plant, they'll ruin it, ruin it all, 24 day, hours a day, seven days of the week, never tiring, never overlooking, never, never anything, never forgetting. Swanson stepped up closer, but cut. I'm scared, he said. There's nothing. They were going across the room now, and the sounds were louder. They're not machine sound, but voices back up. Of course, she's up the door and dared to peek around it. It's a smaller room lined with television screens, each one a dozen or more, at least with men and women sitting above it. Before it, staring at the screen and dictating notes at the recorder, the viewers dialed us from scene to scene. No two scenes were ever shown the same picture. The pictures seemed to have come have in common. One was a store where a girl dressed like April Hall was demonstrating home freezers. One was a store of shots of kitchens. But I caught a glimpse of what looked like a cigar stand in the office building. It was baffling. A stir would not have, would have loved to stand there and put it out. It too busy a place. It was a chance that someone would look their way and walk out and find them. They found another room. This one, one was this one was empty. The office, large and stupendous, had a desk littered with papers. Beckhart stared at them, stared at them, briefly at first. Then, as the words on them came 
to attention with a credulous fascination. He snatched at the topmost sheet, scanned it, and another wild Swanson, a frenzy searching for the drawers, broke out, swore unbelievably, and dropped the papers to the desk. Swanson hardly noticing, yelped with delight. Look, he dragged on the gun, out, dragged the gun from his desk. It slowly, too, broke out, stared at him blankly, trying to simulate what he had read. Then he realized what Swanson said. Broke out of his bottle. Good mine, he cried. He'll take it. We're going and getting out of here with a gun, Swanson. We're going to the police, not the cops, in Python. But the FBI, maybe. Take a look at this. When our chief, he handed him Swanson was headed. Test area progress report. Subject, rarely in cigarettes campaign. Mostly tabulated figures. Made little sense to Buckhart and Simpson. Swanson, but the end was a summary that said, Although test 47K3 pulled, Nearly double the number of new users to any of the other, any of the other, of the tests have, tests conducted probably cannot be used in the field because of the la- local sound truck control ordinances. Tests in the M four seven K one group was second best. And our recommendation is that we test the com- contracting the appeal, testing each of the three best campaigns with. And without the addition of sampling techniques, a tentative suggestion might be proceed directly from the top apparel K seventy twelve series. Client is unwilling to go expense additional tests. All these fastest car suspensions with eighty percent probability of being within one and a half one to one and a half percent of rows of photos. One one twenty percent probability coming within five percent. Wilson looked up for the paper with Buckhart's eyes. I don't get it, he complained. Buckhart, I don't blame you, it's crazy. But if it's a fact, Swanson, it fits the facts. The Russian, the Russians, even all advertising men. So I may ask heaven knows how they did it. They'd taken Trevor to Nova. They got us, all of us, you and me, 20 or 30,000 people, right under their thumbs. Maybe they hypnotise us. Maybe there's something else. But somehow they do. What happens is they let us live a day at a time. They pour advertising us the whole damn day long. At the end of the day, we see what happened. We see what happened. They wash the day out of their minds and start again next day to something different than advertising. So one son's jaw is hanging. He managed to close its wallow nuts, he said vaguely. But son took his, bad heart took his head. So it sounds crazy, but the whole thing is crazy. How much do you explain it? You could die in the mouths of Toyotan. Lives the same day over and over again. You've seen it. What the crazy part? We to admit that it's true. Let's be crazy ones. Once you admit that someone else knows how to accomplish that, the rest of it makes all kinds of sense. Thinking of it, Twanson, they test every detail before they spend a nickel on advertising. Do you have any idea what that means? Lord knows how much money is involved. I know for a fact. A company spend twenty or thirty million dollars a year on advertising. Multiply it, say a hundred companies say that every one of them learns how to cut advertising costs by only ten percent. Peanuts, believe me. They know in advance of going to work. They're going cut their costs in half, maybe no less than half. I don't know, but that's they're saving two or three million dollars a year. They, if they pay out only ten or twelve. Send that for Yusuf Tedderson. We always, we still do cheat for them. And the fortune, whatever, took over Tedderson. 
Jake Simpson looked at his lips. You mean, he said resistantly, well, well, a kind of a captive audience? Back out, left around. Not exactly, he thought for a minute. You know how a doctor tests something like penicillin? He sets up in a series of little colonies of germs of guaranteed discs. He's trying to stuff out one of the other, changing every time. Well, that's what this is. There are germs, Watson. We're even more efficient than that. And what they don't have to test. They're more than one colony because they use it over again and over again. It's too hard for Watson to take it in. And he said, we want what we, we do about it. Go to the police. They can't use human beings as get for guinea pigs. How do we get to the police? Back up, I heard they are, I think. Yeah, we're necessarily sure this place is the plate office of someone important. We've got a gun. We stay right here until not, so it comes along and we get us out of here. Send a simple and secure direct. Simpson, so I've studied and found a place to sit on it. Again, the wall's out of sight of the door. Back up. Took a pinch position below the door itself. Took a position behind the door itself and waited. The wait we did was not long as it might have been. Harvey and Prince and Beckard heard pretty voices heard time for a swift whisper to Watson before he flattened himself against the wall. It's a voice voice and the girl the man was saying, Reason, why you couldn't report on the phone? You're ruining your whole day's test. What the matter? What was the matter with you, Janet? Sorry, Mr. Dodson, she said in a sweet, clear voice. I thought it was important. Man grabbed an important one. That was a year, unit of 21,000. But it's Blackheart one, Mr. Dodson, again. He's got very, the way he got out of sight. He must have had some help. All right, all right. It doesn't matter, Janet. The old program is ahead of its schedule anyway. As long as you're this far, come in the office and make out your workship. Don't worry about that car business. You're probably just wandering around and pick him up tonight. You're inside the door. Blackheart kicked it shut and pointed the gun. That's what you think, he said triumphantly. It's worth the terrified hours, the bewildered sense of insanity, confusion, the fear. It was the most satisfying sensation Burke had ever had in his life. The blows in the man's face was one he had read about how never seen, exactly seen, Burkhardt's mouth fell open. His eyes fell, went wide, and though he had managed to make a sound, like, and though through, he made make a sound that might have been a question. It not in words. The girl was almost surprised. And Beckard looked at her. Knew why her voice had been so familiar. The girl was the one who had induced herself to him as April Horn. Dokin recovered himself quickly. Is this the one? He asked sharply. The girl said yes. Dokin nodded. I'll get him back. I'll get take it back. Were you right? Are you right, huh? Are you Beckard? What's What do you want? Swinson poked up. Watch him. He, he might have another gun. Search him, then. But I said, I'll tell you what we want, Duncan. I want you to come along with us. And if I explain to them how you can get away kidnapping 20,000 people. Kidnapping, Duncan? I thought it. Ridiculous. Put the gun away. You can't get away with this. Burkhardt hefted the gun grimly. I can, I think. I think I can. Duncan looked furious and sick. 
Well, Lee, not afraid, damn it. He started to spellow, and his chosen mouth and swallowed. Listen, he said, proceedlessly. You're making a big mistake. I haven't kicked out anybody, believe me. I don't believe you, said Burkhardt bluntly. Why should I? But it's true. Take my word for it. Burkhardt shook his head. If I can take your word for it, they like, we'll find out. How do we get out of here? Dokin opened his mouth to argue. Burkhardt blazed. Don't get in my way. I'm willing to kill you if I have to. Don't you understand that? I'm going to go through two days of hell every second of it. Blaming you. Ain't kill you? It would be a pleasure. I don't have a thing in the world to lose. Get us out of here. Dokin's face went suddenly oblique. He seemed about to move, about to move, but a blonde girl called Janet slipped behind him and, and a gun. Please, she begged Burkhart. You don't say you mustn't shoot. Why not get on my way? But Mr. Burkhart, he never finished. Duncan, his face on the reader, will heat full of the door. If I went, Cart, been pushed one degree too far. You flung the gun, bellowing. The girls looked sharply, pulled the trigger, closing on him with pity, pleading eyes. She came out again between the gun and the man. Bella aimed lowly, distinctly, careful not to kill. His aim was not good. The pistol gun caught her in the pit of the stomach. Duncan was out of the way, the door slammed behind him, his foot to its racing distance. Burkhart hurled a gun across the room and jumped to the right of the girl. Swanson was moaning, it's that finishes us, Burkhart. So why did you do it? We could have got away. We don't, could have got, gone to police, we were practically out of here. We, Burkhart, wasn't listening. He leaned out beside the girl, lay flat on her back, arms held to shelter. No blood, hardly any sign of a wound. The position in which she lay was that one no living being could have ever held. She wasn't, yet she wasn't dead. She wasn't dead, but frozen beside her. Thought she isn't alive either. In no pulse, but it's a rheumatic ticking, outstretched fingers of one hand. In no sound of breathing, but there was a hissing, sissing noise. Eyes opened and looking at Beckhart, there was neither fear nor pain in them. I pity demon in the pit. She ran through, said through lips that withered rightly. Don't worry, Mr. Backhart, I'm all right. Backhart rocked back with his haunches, staring. It should have been blood. There was a clean break of substance, not flesh, a curl of thin copper wire. Backhart motioned his lips. You're all right, but she said. The girl tried to nod. Twitching, twitching lips said, I am. And so are you. Swanson. After a single intercalate sound, walked over the desk and started staring at the wall. Blackbird walked back and forth beside the shattered puppet on the floor. In her words, the girl managed to say, I'm sorry all this happened. The lovely lips twisted and smoke crossed frightening on his smooth young face. Since so you got them under control, sorry, she said again. And now said I was right about that where the bullet hit. Makes it difficult to control his body. His body. Blackbird nodded and rattled. Said in the apology, robots is obvious. Now he knew it. In a high state, it's inevitable. He thought in the mystic no- notions of hypnosis, margin, so strange to erotic. In simple fact of creation, whether it's fit the better and more economically, commonly, the evidence would seem before him, a erotic fracturing with its transmitted minds, and not translated mind to human robot, giving original owners features and form. 
How could it know what it was rubber? All of us, Brockhart said. Are you aware that it spoke out loud? My wife, my secretary, you and the neighbours, all the same? No, the voice said it was stronger. Not exactly all the same. I chose it. You see? This time it's convulsed lips, not a random criminal torture. Or nerves, I was an ugly one, Mr. Brockhart. Nearly sixty years old. Pie for past me. Mr. Dufferin offered me the chance to live again. Little girl, I jumped at the opportunity. Believe me, I jumped. In spite of its disadvantage, my fleshy body is still alive. It's sleeping where I am here. I could go back into it. I never do. The rest of us? Different, Mr. Becker. I work, I work here. I'm carrying out Mr. Dufferin's orders. I'm planning in his applause. Planning in tests. Watching you and others live as you make. I will live as he makes you live. I do it by choice, but you have no choice because you see, you're dead. Dead, said Picard. It was almost a scream. The blue eyes looked at him unlikely. He knew that he hadn't, it was no lie. He swallowed marvelling into cooked mechanisms that left him swallow and sweat and eat. He said, oh, explosion made my dream. No dream, you're right, explosion. Every old this plant was cause of it. It's so, story strength, let go. What blast didn't let get the fumes killed a little later? As everyone died in blast, 20,000 pesos. You died with them. That was Tvokin's choice. The damn ghoul, said Burkhart, twist his shoulders, stroked with old degrees. Why, you're gone, and you all the others were. The Dawkins wanted a whole town, a perfect slice of America. It's an easy to transfer a pattern of a dead brain as a living one. Remember, earlier, the brain dead couldn't couldn't say no. Oh, it took work and money. The town was a wreck. But it's possible to rebuild eternity, especially because they didn't necessarily have the details exact. There were homes where the brains had utterly destroyed. They were empty inside the cellars that didn't need to be too perfect. Treats of hardly matter. Anyhow, it's only to last for one day. Same day, June 15th, over and over again. If someone finds something all a little wrong somehow, so everyone have time... Snowball wrecked the validity of the test, because all errors are cancelled out at midnight. The face tried to smile. That's the dream, Mr. Burkhart. The day of June 15th, because you never really lived it. Present from Mr. Burkhart. The dream he gives you and takes back at the end of the day, when he has all these figures on how you how you respond to that variation which will peel. And in maintenance, crews go down, tunnel go through the whole city, rushing out the new dream. With their little electronic drains, and the drain starts again, over again, on June 15th. Always June 15th, always June 14th. The last day you can remember live. Sometimes a crew misses someone, and they miss you because you got under the boat. Doesn't matter the ones who missed, give us a wave, they show. They don't, they don't fit tests. They don't drain us, the ones of us who work for Dolkin. We sleep when the power is turned off, just as you do. We wake up for the reminder. A face contorted Wally. If I could get only, if only, uh, if, oh, if I could forget, only forget. Burkhard what said, said unbelievably, all this still on machinery, merchandise, must have cost millions. Robert called Robert Horn. It did. But he has made millions for Dolkin, too. And not the end of it. Once he finds a master words that make people act, do you suppose you'll stop with that? Do you suppose? Door opened, interrupting her. Burkhart whirled brilliantly, remembering Duncan's fight. He raised a gun. Don't shoot, ordered Dolphin, I'm not Dolphin. I'm another robot. 
This one does not disguise the clever fastics and cosmetics of stirring plane. It said mechanically, mechanically. Forget it, Burkhart. You're not accomplishing anything. Give me that gun before you do any more damage. Give it to me now. Burkhart bowed angry. The gleam out of his velvet torso was still. Burkhart was not at all sure that his bullets would penetrate it or to harm it anyway. It did. But he might would he would have to put it to the test. But from behind the time came, came worrying, scurrying whirlwind. Name was Swanson. Hysterical fear he kept promoted to Bernhardt and said his spurling, the gun flying flee. Please, begged Swanson. Swanson and currently prostrate between the still rubber. We must, you, you would shoot you. Please don't hurt me. Let me work for you. Like that girl, I'll do anything, anything you tell me. Well, voice. You need we know not we know we don't need your help. Took two pieces precise steps and stood over the gun and burned it, left it lying on the floor. The wreckage blonde Well Robert said without motion. I doubt I can hold out much longer, Mr Dodson. Disconnect if you have to, replied the still Robert. Look at Dobrant blinked. You're not Dolphin, so said Still Robert still eyes deep turned deep eyes on him. I am, he said. Not the flesh, but this is the body. I'm not using it at the moment. I cannot. I doubt you can damage this one with a gun. The other body was more vulnerable. Will now you stop this nonsense? I don't want to have to damage you. Too expensive for that. Will you just sit down and let the maintenance crew trust you? Swanson grovelled. You won't pun- you don't won't punish me. Punish whoever had no expression. Voice is almost surprised. Punish you? It turned on a rising note. How? So it's quivered as though the word had been a whip. A card had fled. Adjust him. Oh, he will let you. Don't let me get me. Go, not me. You're going to have to do a lot of damage. Don't sin. I don't care what it costs or how much trouble it's going to put me back together again. I'm going out and the door. If you stop me, you have to kill me. You won't have me. I won't stop me any other way. If still were, but took a half step between him. William and Burkhart involuntarily checked his stride. He stood poised and shaking, ready for death, ready for attack, ready for anything that might, might happen, ready for anything except what did happen. The dozing still body merely stepped aside uh, between Burkhart and the gun, leaving the doors free. Go ahead, invite your still robot. No one's stopping you. Outside the door, Burkhard had stopped, pulled up sharp. It was insane for Dokin to let him go with a robot of flesh, victim of brain and fishery. There's nothing to stop him going to the FBI, or whatever law he could find a way from Dolphin to Sin's synthetic empire and telling his story. Joy's corporation had paid Dokin's for test results. No notion of gold technique he used. Dokin would have been dead to keep it from them. The breath of perseverity would have put stop to it. Walking meant death, perhaps, but at the moment, through no life, death with no balance for Burkhart. No, had no terror, no terror Burkhart. There was no one from the corner. He found a window and stared out of it. There was Tolleton, an ecstatic city, not but knocking so real and familiar at Burkhart. I always imagine a whole episode's dream. It's no dream, though. He said on that, his heart and equally certain that nothing in Tolleton. We have help him now. 
It had, a, it had to be another direction. It took him a quarter of an hour to find a way, but he still found it, sulking through the corridors, dodging the suspicion of footsteps, knowing for certain that hiding was in vain, the sin was outly aware of every move he made. But no one stopped him. He found another door, a simple enough door, but inside, when he opened it, he stepped out, nothing like nothing he had ever seen. First, his light, brilliant, incredible, blinding light, broke up. Linked away and believing and afraid, he's standing on the edge of a smooth metallic metal. Not a few dozen yards from his feet, the ledge, ledge dropped sharply away. Each stone he dared approach the brink. From even one where he stood, he could see no bottom or the chasm before him. The gulf is standing out of sight into the glare on either side of him. No wonder Dolphin could easy get could no could so easily give him his freedom. And the fact she was was nowhere to go. But how incredible this fantastic gulf. How impossible the hundred white and blinding suns that hung over baths. Voice by society said in Coralie Burkhart. The thunder rolled of name. Murmuring soft and soft. Back and forth. Breath above him. Burkhart went to his lips said yes. He quoted. He said Dawkins. Not a robot this time, but Dawkins in the flesh talking to you and man, Mike. I might. Now you've seen Burkhart. Now you will be responsible. Let the maintenance crew take over. Burkhart looked so paralyzed. One of the moving mountains, a bloody glare came towards him. It lowered thousands of feet above his head. So he stared at it. Stop. Squinting helplessly into the light. It looked like impossible. The voice in the high speaker at the door said, Burkhart, there's an evil answer. A heavy rumbling sigh. I see, said a voice. You finally understand. No place to go. You know it now. I could have told you, but you meant you might not believe me. So you better. So it's better for you to see it yourself. I'll talk back up. Why would I agree with such city just the way it was before? A business man, I can't cross. Thing has been fully scale. I put it that way, but there wasn't any need in this case. From the mountain before him, back up seeing him helplessly, saw a lesser cliff, standing carefully towards him. It was long and dark, and the end of it was whiteness, fire-figured whiteness. Paul and Beckhart, crooned in the loudspeaker. The other echoes rumbled through the enormous chasm as only a workshop. It must have been quite a shock for you to find out that you're living a town built on a tabletop. In the morning of June 15th, the guy Burkhart woke up screaming out of a dream. Being a monotonous and congruence of emperor dream, explodes in shadowy figures. Were well, not men and terror beyond words. He shuddered and opened his eyes. Outside his bedroom window, hugely amplified voices howling. Burkhart stumbled over the window and stared outside. A down obsession chilled to the air. Like, more like October than Joan, but the scent was normal enough. Said it was a sound truck that squatted outside. Halfway at the block, his speaker bone bled. Are you coward, you fool? Are you going to get crooked policies and steal this country from you? No, you're going to put it up with form or years of graft and crime. No, you're going to vote straight, federal party, all up and down the ballot. Yes, you bet you are. Sometimes he screams, sometimes he wheedles, threatens, begs, controls. The voice goes on and on through one June 15th. After another. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.